like, this product is that symbol, this product is that symbol. What's wrong with, like, the fucking SKU number? And so, after about 45 minutes of looking, if they're like, we can't find this issue, basically I figured out that they were just miscategorizing symbols to SKUs. Because all they were doing, they were just, instead of putting a check mark, they were putting X next to some things. <laughs> and they had been investigating this for weeks. That's <laughs> like... Guys, this isn't that. Like, this is just human error is what it is. That kind of shit drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. The other day... I guess that was yesterday. This lady from Canada calls me. And she's like, hey, I need you to, like, take a look at this, uh... This document that I got from somebody. It's... All it is is... Um, kind of the same thing. It's just there's a certain transaction every transaction for every. I guess it would be an invoice. For every invoice, every item on the invoice has like essentially a skew. They call it some, which drives me up the fucking wall too. They won't call it like a, like an item number or something like that. It's got like it's like HS and. It's some stupid abbreviation, and I'm like, what is this? And they're like, well, it's the product ID. And I'm like, okay, we can so just call you, it that. You could call it PID. Yeah. SQ. Yeah. <laughs> Any of those work. Instead of some stupid, douchey, like, industry-specific fucking thing that I don't know, because I'm not in a fucking warehouse. But anyway, she was like, yeah, I'm trying to get... Like, I want to just isolate, because for whatever reason... I, I got relayed. For whatever reason, when this report was run, it would duplicate. Like, let's say there was an invoice that had five items on it. Mm -hmm. This report that was generated from time beginning time A to ending time B, if the invoice had five items on it, it would give you a line for every item, but it would give it to you five times because there were five items. And I was like. <laughs> I was just like, this is so unhelpful. That's so broken. And it was like 20,000 lines. Uh. And I was like, then she was like, oh, they also gave me this other report that isn't duplicated in the same way. It was duplicated in a different way. The other report, <laughs> if, it, if there was five items on this invoice, it would only give you one line. But it would give you the individual price of a certain, like, one of the things. So you'd have five lines. Mm -hmm. Each line would have the same invoice number, okay. and it would only have one item number. But then the total price for the whole invoice would be the cost, not the cost of just that so thing. So it would be like 10 and then times, I was like, So it would be like 10 items times $5, and then it would add up to like 300 bucks or something. Yeah, it wouldn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> and I was like, "What? where are you getting these from? Like, no ERP system on Earth could give you this report unless you made it do that. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, it's it's dumb logic. Like, a computer would not do this. No, it doesn't make any sense. No, it makes no sense. I'm like, this is, you need to go back to them and, and tell them to run these again. The like, this is, this is... Unreal. Like this is we can't use this for for anything. No, it's, like it's, it's useless. It's horseshit. But useless. Yeah. Ugh. And bless her heart, she's Canadian. 
So she she had a really hard time, I'm sure, going back and saying, "Hey, both of those reports, like." She probably blamed it on me. She was like, ah, oh, you know, those Americans, they they really want everything in a certain way. You ever said... But I was like, I was like, you can you can tell them to call me if you want, and I'll be like, this is what I want you to give me. She didn't. She messaged me today. She was like, yeah, they ran me a report, and it didn't suck. And I was like, okay, good, because I was ready to rip somebody new asshole. <laughs> you ever say... You ever say bless your heart to uh, a foreigner? Not just like someone from above a sweet tea line, but like. They don't get it either. They don't get it? No. Well, because I feel like if you say it to someone like from New York or Boston, they're like, I've heard that on, you know. TV show? On like Sweet Home Alabama right. with Reese Witherspoon. And I know I'm supposed to be offended at it. No. You're not, but like. I just. I, like, 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 I wonder if like Carmen has ever had a reaction to that being said to her. Bless your heart? Mm-hmm. I've said bless your heart to her a bunch of times. I don't know if she... She does just... need her heart blessed, though. Love her to death, but she needs her heart blessed. She's real stupid sometimes. Bless her heart. She's got a good heart. She's got a great heart. She's got a great heart. It just, <laughs> every now and again, needs a little something-something on it. Yeah. It just needs to be crossed once or twice. <laughs> I don't know. Did you have anything specific you wanted to talk about this episode? No. We hadn't done one in a while. We hadn't done one in a while. Do you know how much we owe the people? I know. Not one damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just just the same old empty box as always. Jack had been acting like he had been listening to the podcast, though, when we were talking at the the little Halloween function tonight. Maybe we should start there. You want to talk about those fucking commies? Puh! Puh! Dude, they're so dude. They're I'm telling you, dude. It's I. I will say this. I think it's great that you got a little bit of context, because yeah, yeah. So never, like, never in your wildest dreams would you think of me as okay, okay. So leaning me, right compared to anyone. I was gonna say, let, let, let me let me like set the scene for the listeners here. Um, I don't know exactly where I place myself on the political spectrum. Obviously, right leaning, but like not right right. And I view Rich, comparatively to me, as left-leaning. Far. (laughs) But willing to have a debate, which I really respect. And I think that we both enjoy that, that we can, like, have a conversation and argue and then acquiesce when when required. Yeah. Yeah. But we get into this house. Condo. 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 Yeah, you're right. Thank you. You're welcome. It's much undervalued property. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, We get into this condo. And there's all of Henry's college friends, and they're great, they're nice people. They're good people. Like I have nothing against them. Bless but every single one of their hearts. I bless their hearts, you know, till the day I die. <laughs> and I hope they get their shit straight. Woo! But like, here's when my ears perked up: is that we're sitting in this house, we're watching the Braves game. First of all, none of them are watching the Braves games. World Drove Series, me crazy. World Series. None of them are paying attention. Worth a fucking lick. I was barely paying attention to that fucking drinking game we were playing. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't have a damn care in the world what the hell was going on in the drinking game, but I was very interested in the game, and then it was vice versa for everyone else in the room, except for me and you. But where my ears perked up, to go back to the story, yeah. is that unsolicited, all of a sudden, I just hear someone go, Rich, did you bring a gun tonight? And I said, oh boy. <laughs> and I sat up. And then it came in this whole party. where The they, thought crossed they, my mind e- er, earlier, too. I was like, maybe I should. But then I was like, nah, this crew, definitely not. They're gonna get their they're gonna get a bug in their ass. About See, I didn't even think about the crew. I was just like, 
I'm going to Henry's condo. I knew this I was the same care. people, but yeah. also it's East Atlanta. I got street cred. I'll be fine. Right, but I know that's where I perked up, and then just listening to them talk, and not even argue, but just regurgitate. And we talked about this in the car. Dude, it, they did the same shit when we were up at the lake house. You would have you would have been driven mad because it was the same shit that. The fucking liberal cucks, they all say. They're like, you're nine times more likely to, like, get killed by a gun if you own a gun. I'm like, what? where did that come from? What In what fucking planet does that even make sense? Yeah. That's some fucking crackpot statistic I've never fucking heard. No, yeah, but, like, the, the part that bothers me is that no one offered any sort of, like, individual anecdote or experience uh, or, like, Altered or altered the or altered the narrative at all. It was just regurgitative, like, you know, well, this is what I think, or like, you know, this fact or this fact, and it's like, no, no, no. Like, I want you to tell me. I I, like it's okay if you believe that necessarily, but I want you to tell me like how it's specific to you, and kind of apply it to you versus just you know I heard this on YouTube, and therefore I believe it. Don Lemon said it, so it must be gospel. Right. That's what bothers me. (laughs) (laughs) That was fucking good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, not... And I've taken Henry shooting a bunch of times. Really? And he's like a fucking schoolgirl. Really? Yes! See, I think that... uh, But he's like, I would never own a gun. I'm like, you're just... You're just a pussy. They just... When I'm not using them, you know what they do? They don't shoot anything. They just sit there. Because they're a tool. A literal tool. Like, that's it. If yeah. I'm not using them, they don't do shit. They don't just go off for no fucking reason. I saw something a little while ago that was like... is basically talking about, you know... If you're not... And, like, this is kind of an extreme example because we're talking about firearms and weapons. But it's like, if you're not... Like, if you're harmless, you're unutilitarian, basically. Like, you're, you're, you're just useless. Because, like, you have no motivation or no, uh, you know, desire to kind of do anything. So it's like you have to be, kind of be able to be a little bit dangerous, however you define that, whether it's violently or whether it's intellectually. But like, and you have to be able to use that effectively. Right. Because if you just cause no harm at all, like, and you just kind of go with the flow, like, why are you here? We don't need you. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's so funny when I think about, like. Can I have one of these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when they talk about, like, kids being, like, indoctrinated in college? Do you think that they're not? No, I think they 100% got that. The people that are talking about it? Like, those specific people we were around tonight 100% got indoctrinated at Georgia Tech. That's what I'm saying about essentially not being able to form your own thoughts. 100%. Henry, dude, you and Henry would have been best friends in in high school. Really? Henry, dude, he hated minorities, (laughs) wanted everybody to go back to their country. He, yeah, it was crazy. He, like... Well, Even yeah, in high school, Henry was actually ahead of the curve. He saw reverse racism coming long before the rest really? of conservatives. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, 
he did such a complete 180, I'm sure, because everybody that he was around was like that. And not that I wasn't around that at Georgia. I was. There was some of it. It takes a... But UGA is vastly different. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would kind of put, like, UGA, Clemson, and, like, NC State kind of in that same probably more right-leaning campus than most universities, especially Chapel Hill. Texas. Yeah. A lot of them SEC schools. They're, They're not SEC until next year, Texas, 2022. But well, I just mean the good old South. <laughs> but, I mean, I think all of them are like that. Like, I think I've known people who've gone to Ole Miss and Alabama and Auburn. Yeah, but I mean. They're all more or less the same. Yeah. And then all the people who went up north, like, come back. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, you're a different person. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I'll, I'll admit, too, like, I think that, uh, you know, through college and shortly after I graduated, I probably had similar tendencies as well. Kind of, you know... And clearly I did, too. And I think that I was... Uh, you know, I don't know the right word. I Like, I defaulted to kind of lucky, or at least, like, challenged. Because... Or, I, I don't know, like, I guess I would probably characterize it as lucky because, like, my parents put a lot into kind of, you know, if I would say something, they would challenge me on it. Or, like, you know, make me defend myself. Versus, you know, a lot of people don't have political debates at the dinner table, but my family does. I have and we'll a question. go after each other. I have a question about that. And so that kind of, well, what, but one second, but I was just saying, like, that kind of made me grow out of the indoctrination, kind of from questioning myself. And, like, do I really think this? And that's kind of where I've grown a little bit away from that, a little more right-leaning. And it probably does have some influence in the fact that, like, you know, my dad's a physician and, like, it, you know, we were a well-off family kind of thing. And maybe I thought taxes were bad for a long time. That was probably the root of it, but anyways, I digress. I remember, I think it was eighth grade, my eighth grade year, we had a mock election. Mm -hmm. And it was... George Bush was running for re-election at the time. And I remember being... I was riding his nutsack so hard. Was that 2004? Uh, yeah, because he got elected the first time in 2000, so this would have been 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would have been my 8th grade year. Um, and I remember being all for it. And I don't remember who the fuck he was running against to be completely... I think it might have been John Kerry, the flip-flopper. It was... It was... Kerry... The second time. The first time. It was Al Gore, right? Yes. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was flipped. I thought it was Kerry the first time, Al Gore the second time. Well, it might have been. It might have been Al Gore. That's kind of only... Yeah. I mean, turns out Al Gore was right with the whole climate change thing. No, that's John Kerry that's on the climate change thing. No, Al Gore. Al Gore is all climate change. Because he used to call it global warming, and everybody was like, dude, it fucking snows, man. You're an idiot. <laughs> and then, like, didn't listen to a goddamn thing he had to say after that. John Kerry was the flip-flopper. No, oh, wait, so you're saying that Al Gore was, like, fuck climate change, and John Kerry was no. Mr. Climate Change? No, Al Gore. Dude, Al Gore was way ahead of the curve. Do you remember An Inconvenient Truth? I feel like I'm just... Al maybe, Gore made that movie. That was, like, the first one where it, like... Is that true? Because yeah. I guess I just, for some reason, like, maybe it's but just... But everybody good. thought he maybe was, just, like, a crock. Well, maybe, well, time out. Maybe it's just because I'm, like, drinking right now, and, like, I'm just getting the names confused, but... 
I do know that one of them made like all those movies and like, you know, goes to all these climate talks. And he's, I think he's on Biden's advisory board right now. And, um, he oh, well, maybe. and he takes private jets to all those meetings. <laughs> well, because now he turned that somehow, he managed to turn his unique stance on climate change into a billion dollar empire. He's richer than he's ever been. From book sales or from... Yeah. Book sales, movie deals, documentaries, speaking tours, all that shit. He's... I don't know what his net worth is now. I could ask Google, but... It's... It's got to be a hundred times what it was when he was running for president. He turned out way better. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. What the fuck was I saying? Oh, yeah. I was just riding... George W. Bush's nuts real hard. Because it was after, it was also 9-11 had happened. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, he was our guy at the time, so like he's going to be my guy until he can't be my guy anymore. What? I'm trying to remember. I remember George W. Bush's approval rating, and maybe it's because I was looking at like Biden's approval ratings recently. Like in that kind of like three hundred day time range, was like very high, like eighty, like seventy eight percent. And I don't know if that was in his first term or second. That's what I was trying to figure out. In the first term, it probably was like eighty percent because nine mm-hmm. eleven was September of two thousand one. Mm-hmm. So he'd only been in office since January of that year because he yeah. got elected in two thousand, brought into office in January. So mm-hmm. he'd only been president for eight months. So that's why that's what I was trying to. Just like and he clarify. was just like, it happened, and he was just like, we're going to go get him. And everybody was like, you're fucking right, we're going to go get him. That, so we're nobody was going to turn our back on George W. Bush. That speech... The uh, fact that he had someone run against him is almost insulting. <laughs> that, he was not going to lose. <laughs> you, do, you ever, do you remember that speech that he gave on the rubble of the Twin Towers with the bullhorn? It's such yeah. a simple speech. and like What right, happened to Rudy and, Giuliani? He was right there. Yeah. He was America's mayor for a time. Yeah. Because he was the mayor of New York City when that happened. No, Rudy Giuliani was wildly popular for a long time. And then people, you know, I guess just via association with Trump, kind of. He did go crazy, though. (laughs) The Four Seasons landscaping? Come on. That was kind of funny. That was hilarious. And his teeth, dude. What the fuck happened to that man's teeth? He's the an bottom old New is, Yorker. The though. bottom is crazy, dude. The tops are definitely veneers. He's an old but the New Yorker. Bottoms like, are like, it's like 2021, 1865. It looks like, yes, it looks like George Washington bought like lower jaw. It's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, I think I digress. What were we talking about? I was talking about George oh, but, W. Bush. About that, how even that, I have gone. I used to be super Republican, even when I was in high school, before I even knew what that meant. Mm-hmm. But also, my parents would do the same thing. And I remember, I'll tell but you I this, would say I, was George, this. I would say George W. Bush is not, like, a, at least, like, when you put him up against conservatives of today, like, he's pretty centrist, if not a little bit left now. Dude, I remember, like, I don't even remember what the fuck it was, but I remember he wanted to pass some bill really, 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 really bad. He wanted it. He got enough support to get it introduced it got voted down and he came out and the reporters were just like how do you feel about like your bill not getting voted for like it was your bill you wrote it 
you wanted to get passed, and your Senate wouldn't do it. And he was like, I mean, that's just the way the government works. Like, I don't, I'm not upset yeah. or, like, I don't I, feel any sort of way about it. Like, I wanted it done. I represent a certain number of the population, yeah. maybe. And I they, think his thing was, like, I wanted it done. I thought it would have been good. Yeah, I mean, like, but not enough people agreed with me, and that's the that's the system we have. That's representative. This is, that's representative democracy. Yeah, like, this is government, like doing re- its job. Yeah, republic. Sorry. Yeah, and he was just like really casual about it, and he was just like, "It is what it is." That's S loca est. That's that's what I think has changed like, a lot. That's what I think nowadays I s- it's like. If you don't get what you want, you just stomp your feet and fucking complain about the other guy. Do you know why I think that is? You don't is? go back to the drawing board. You know why I think that is, though? I fucking hate it. Why? Modern media. And the election cycle. I think that has a lot to do with it. To be fair... They want that fucking soundbite. I don't know... Of, you know, I fought for whatever. Right. You know, or this person said that, so they won't acquiesce ever because they're afraid they're going to get recorded and use it in a negative campaign ad. That's that's what I. That's my hypothesis, but, you know, I can't prove that. Did but. your parents have a certain news on all the time when you were a kid? I couldn't remember, to be honest. Because, uh, here, here's why. Um, when I was younger, my father, I feel like, and I would watch the news sometimes. Like, I remember watching, I remember watching, like, the news reports after 9-11 when school was out. Um, with my father, he used to have this, like, big chair and we would sit in it and he Every would Every dad did. My dad had a big leather recliner. My dad's right directly yeah. in front of the TV. But here's but I like, I remember less about the chair what I remember is and it was probably like a normal size mixing bowl, but as a child I thought it was a massive mixing bowl. And my dad would like in my mind this, this probably wasn't accurate, but in my mind he would put like an entire box of um raisin bran in there and fill it up and we'd sit there and munch on it. Like dry no, 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 with milk. Okay. And, and just watch the news together. And, like, it's it's a stupid, it's a silly memory, but that's, it's a fond memory that I have of my father in my childhood. And I feel like when that was on, we probably watched, like, Fox or whatever. Yeah. Because I feel like that's when Fox was meteoric, kind of coming up, you know, against some of these, like, traditional cable or, or network news outlets, right? I would think so. I'm pretty sure Fox News was on in my house all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. But, but we then, did, I will say this, did you guys watch local? We watched way more local news than we did, like, cable. See, I couldn't tell you, because, but this is we definitely I, didn't watch CNN until but this I was is, in high school. This is where I was going in the story, though, is that my dad, um, I guess, became a more successful surgeon or whatever, um, and was on call all the time, and so from kind of your more developmental years when you start to actually have like real memories I don't remember my dad coming home in like a reasonable time frame of my bedtime ever you know like it was kind of like he would walk in late at night mom might have put him like a plate in the microwave or something of dinner like we're me and my brother are like dressed for bed ready and he basically comes in says goodnight and then like we go to bed and he eats dinner kind of thing and that's not intended to sound resentful. It's just a statement of fact or whatever. Yeah. It's just that my dad wasn't around very much because of his profession when I was younger. Dude, my dad... My dad was, like, almost always would beat me home 
from school, and I never saw him. He, my parents, my mom and dad have not slept in the same bed in probably 20 years. Really? Dude, it's so weird. My dad just, like, he hit, he took the master bedroom on the top floor, and he, like, has food up there and a TV, and he just, like, never came out. And we would have, like, the downstairs, like, the rest of us. <laughs> and it was, oh, it was so fucking awkward. My parents have always stayed in the same room. But, uh, it's so weird. I think that also, like, with my dad... Probably need therapy, because... Well, during that, during that, <laughs> during that period, during that period of when my dad was coming home late and everything, and it was working all the time, like, from, you know, and I was young and malleable and maybe not mature enough to emotionally process things, but the relationship seemed rocky at times. Where they were getting into these really big fights and stuff. Your parents? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like, maybe if they were listening to this, they would think, like, oh, that, that wasn't anything kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, I just didn't know because I was young and I hadn't heard a lot of people yell before. My dad used to throw shit all the time. Mm-hmm. He would break plates and bowls and fucking all sorts of shit all the time. Yeah. And then I told my mom this like a couple of years ago. She had no idea. When me and my brother were probably in middle school and early high school, for like four or five years every year, <laughs> my dad would like take us to go get food somewhere and be like, I want you to know, like, I'm going to mail the house keys to the bank and me and your mom are done. Like, we're getting a divorce. Like, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> And he'd be like, y'all got to pick who you're going to go with. And we would, every single time, we were like, mom. 100%, I don't need more time to, like, mull this over. And every single time, like, it never happened. And then my mom apparently didn't even know about it. Like, I told her about it 15 years removed. And I was like, this used to happen, like, all the time. By, like, the fourth and fifth time, me and my brother were like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've done this dance before. We know nothing's going to change. And we didn't even, like, we used to be super upset about it. And then it happened, like, three, four, five times. And we were just like, all right, man, like, <laughs> bet. <laughs> I want to see some follow through this time, pussy. <laughs> like, whatever. It never happened. Yeah, so it sounds like I, it sounds like from, it, it sounds like in my mind, I was like a couple degrees shy of that. Where yeah, that was like, extreme. Where like I would have, like I would just remember these like kind of blow ups or something. Yeah. And I would think like one of them's going to come and tell me like next week that they're getting a divorce or something. <laughs> but it never happened. And then like, I, I don't know what changed. Maybe my dad started working less or like it was just less stressful with me and my brother going to college and all this stuff. But like, it seemed like the relationship got way better. Like, yeah. And it's weird. Like, it's not weird. Like I'm very, very, like it makes me happy. Yeah. But like, you know, I see them now and it's like when they interact and they, you know, they go on vacation together and they do all this stuff together. And, like, they each have their own hobbies, but, like, the other one is mildly interested in the other's hobby. Right. Like, for example, my mom collects wine, and my dad, like, you know, will like to be taught about wine from my mom kind of thing. And, like, you know, enjoy drinking wine with her. Right. Um, and, like, vice versa. My dad doesn't really play tennis or anything, but, like, he'll go play pickleball with, like, my mom and her friends. Mm-hmm. 
but it's like I don't I don't know what happened but all of a sudden it's like they're quite they're quite adorable together sometimes <laughs> and it's like oh that's good yeah no it makes me really happy I'm sure. but I guess I've always just had that question of like did something change or like did they have some sort of conversation or was it just a change of my dad's work-life balance or what could have been all of the above yeah I don't know. Relationships are weird, dude. Think about, like, I I have not had the longest of relationships by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> and I certainly can't imagine hey man, essentially dating someone for 30, like, as Kate, my parents have almost been married 35 years. Kate always says, like, um, you know, every, every relationship's going to end except the last one, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's a true fact. Yeah. I remember I broke up with the girl, and that was, I was like, do you think every relationship's going to work until it doesn't? And then you just, just got to go, like, okay, this is just, like... I have a vein of conversation going off of this, if you want to jump into it, or if you want to wrap up sure, what you were saying. go for it. I, that's fine. It's like, have you ever been in relationships where you kind of, like, there's nothing wrong with the relationship necessarily you just like don't love them anymore <laughs> yeah isn't that an awful feeling but like <laughs> it's, it's frustrating like, it's like it's weird too because like, you have to you have to find something to get mad at them about exactly <laughs> you're like, like fuck, i gotta find such a good person but i like, gotta find something for me to break up with you over yeah like when you don't close the cabinet door god damn it if that doesn't <laughs> drive me insane if you don't pick the dishes up out of the sink yeah <laughs> little the, the tiniest fucking thing yeah i've been there yeah uh, and i'm just yeah i'm just like i shouldn't have to, like shouldn't. i guess i guess where i was going there's is nothing like, there's nothing you're doing that should drive me away so i'm and gonna make one up and there's individuals that fall into that category that's like i would I, I would you know to give it a name i would say like i still love you like i care about you i want you to be happy i'm just not in love with you kind Correct. of thing you know, like, I, yeah. I value as a person, I want you to be happy, like, I have every best wish for you, but maybe I just don't, you know, I can't explain it quite, but, like, I forgot where I was going, but it's, like, I just, yeah, it's weird to navigate, and it's, I guess the question is, like, why does that happen? And, like, because, you know, like, you know, like, when you're, like, in the moment, or, like, say you're in that kind of, like, honeymoon phase, that, like, three, four-month phase. And then even after that, like, on to, like, a year. Right. And you're still, you know, infatuated with this person. Like, how do you... Perhaps that's just, like, a maturity thing or, like, a fact that people experience that our age when they typically would have been married in the past and kind of had to, like, actually address it versus just, like, breaking up with the person. That's something that I haven't thought of before. Like, think about if you got married at 18. Explain that again. Think about if you got married at, like... Alright, so let's think about the same relationship, but in, like, the 1950s and then now. So you fall... Like, you start dating somebody at, like, 18. You, you marry like, your high school sweetheart. Time out. Like, kind of. So, in, in scenario one in the 1950s, you fall in love at, like, 18 or right. whatever. You start dating at 18, fall in love at 19... You get married at 19. 
then you start to not love them or not be in love with them at like 25 depends are we talking about Irish people because you just stay together <laughs> it's just what it is what it is that's what I'm getting at though is that like the institution of marriage that was more prevalent at a younger age earlier mm-hmm. maybe kept people together or forced them to work through their problems versus today I don't know that I would say all of that it, yeah, because probably <laughs> I, I know saying, I know what you're getting at. The problems were resolved. I know what you're getting at. You know, but they just didn't split up. <laughs> I know what you're getting at, but like versus today, if you have the same scenario where you start dating this girl at 18, like you're head over heels by 19, and then like by 23, 4, 5, you're just like ah, I don't know, and then you just split up. I mean, that's happened. That just happened to. A- a friend of Henry and ours. She was dating this dude for like eight, nine years. Mm-hmm. They met in college. He was in the military. I've had he was doing like five years. I don't know if he even got out before they broke up, but she moved to New York. I had a friend. Um, one of them kind of was dating a military guy. They were actually engaged, and she broke it off. And then um, they were engaged. And then I had another one that was, uh, yeah, had just been like kind of dating this girl for forever and then just decided to stop (laughs) I think at a certain point like maybe unfortunately it it becomes a like because I've had this in a much shorter time frame where like you start dating someone and you're like I really only like you as like this is not a cop out but like I really enjoy you just as a friend like I enjoy spending time with you but I don't want to be romantic with you yeah. I've had that happen before. And that's... I think, I think that, maybe that happens more... That probably happened more back in the day than was let on. But, but they just, just didn't give up friend? on it. No, I think uh, that's the goal, I guess, is to... Well, I don't know, because that kind of negates what I've just said. Although maybe it's different. I mean, I've heard some stories of... Because uh, if you're... If you, like... I've heard stories where people say, like, I married my best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that can work. Because you literally want to spend all your time with that person. I have good friends that I've known for 15 years. I do not want to spend every waking second with them. <clears throat> but there are some people I wouldn't mind it with. Yeah. And that would be cool to marry. Like, what if that person yeah. you also wanted to bang and wanted to bang you and felt the same way? That is mm-hmm. dope. And I think that that's... That's ideal. probably rare. That's ideal, but yeah, I agree. It it's is ideal. But I don't know, like, not everybody's going to get that. That's mm-hmm. the shitty part. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a couple factors that could be attributable attributable to that, and, like, one of them is... One of them is kind of like an idea of love or relationships kind of from Hollywood, basically. Another one is an idea of, like, intimacy or sexuality from porn. That, like, you know, that's just not quite what it is. And then there's, like, a couple of other social things that's, like, I don't... This isn't what I've been taught to expect, basically, is what I'm getting at. You know, we didn't have this fairy tale love story that you see in the movies. We don't have the ridiculous sex that you see in porn and like we don't have all this other 
connection kind of thing that we're supposed to have, but like, why did it all change? Sometimes I've I've I think I've it's thought media about that based. before. Oh, that's like, what I'm that's what I'm at. <laughs> Excuse me. Why did uh, what's the specific <clears throat> what's the specific question? Why did what change? Like, why? I'm trying to figure out my question. Hang yeah, on. Take your time. Like, looking <clears throat> back. in time over the last I don't know I don't even know that I want to go a hundred years I, I was going to say stay, stay pre like World War 2 yeah post oh yeah yeah post yeah. sorry yeah since like if you go back to like the 50s mm-hmm. I think 54 is a pretty good year to start why that's very specific mm-hmm. why then the Internal Revenue Code of 1954? Because Or was that 58? I think it was 58, never mind. Well, the, basically the world had settled down a little bit after World War II besides the Cold War. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, it had normalized a bit. Yeah. Before you hit uh, the Cold War, the 60s, and, like, the sexual revolution and, like, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, so, like... <clears throat> To me, in my Is that the mind, last year of the baby boom, 54? Maybe that's why I'm latching on to it. Maybe. I think... Um, like, when I watch Mad Men... <clears throat> like, to me, that way of light is so foreign. Like... Partic- like, be specific on what you mean by way of life. Do you mean interaction with women? Do you mean interaction with jobs? Everything. Socially. Like, culturally. Like, it's so different. They were getting fucked up every single day. In an office. Where they got paid millions of dollars to come up with bullshit. But they would just get fucked up. And then, almost every day, sexually harass their secretaries. I was gonna say like <laughs> I was gonna say like, like what is like I was I gonna say like I've get, been fucked up in some offices before like let's get I'm that not straight. saying I'm not saying I've never that's never happened <laughs> but if you did it four days a week every week but I don't your entire career but I don't believe that's that a different I, story but I don't believe and that there I definitely people who did that <laughs> you no I believe that but that isn't that a isn't that an interesting statement too that I feel hey, not obligated but like kind of just because of the climate of I, I want to say political climate but like I don't mean to make it political but it's like it's social I feel like I should hedge my bets and say I don't believe that I sexually harass women not that I don't sexually harass women I definitely women. did I used to slap girls on the ass all the time you did when I was that. in middle school you did tell me that I, yeah <laughs> today can't see, do that shit and, see I never did and I was in 8th grade I was I like 6th through 8th grade I was a child I was 12 to 14 and now see, if you I, did that, it'd be a fucking hate crime. <laughs> see, I never did that. And I feel like I witnessed we it We used sometimes. to play a game in eighth grade. There was a girl. Yeah, you told me this. You would she, guess what color her thong was guess what day. color her thong was. And she would show us. She'd be like, nope, wrong. And she would still show us. We are like, we, you know we win either way, right? <laughs> like, this is... Bless her heart. She was... Sounds like an angel. Not the sharpest light bulb in the tool shed, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um... Nice girl. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, okay, I'm gonna come back to that. Remind me to talk about 
high school. Dude. It's over here. I think. Oh yeah. Um Are you looking for the cork in the Oh no. I, oh, we're okay. all we're all we're all good now. Okay. Continue. Um Yeah, I definitely did. There's there's no way I didn't. Am I sorry for it? Eh. A little. Probably shouldn't have done it. Are you sorry for it because society's told you that you need to be sorry for it or because you actually are sorry for it though. that's the question I'm a, li- I'm a little bit sorry that I did it not not that much would I do it again yeah if I if if I went back in time I'd probably still do it so I think that's like it also I'm it not, also I, it was received differently that's correct but at the same time what I, what, <laughs> what I was about to say is that like I always I feel like I you know for comparison's sake like if we were a few years apart in school but like I feel like I watched that happen from like guys your age or whatever guys that I thought were cool and I always thought like I couldn't do that sort of thing it's like I I you know I can't remember like ever grabbing a girl's ass at school or anything it happened all the time yeah but like some of them liked it that's the thing yeah and it was it was funny I don't know it was fun it was a good time you got to slap an ass yeah who who doesn't love that still do that shit probably why I'm a big fan of asses now (laughs) Dude, it's so funny. Isn't that Dude, satisfying, though, just slapping an ass? <laughs> it really is. It's one of the best. It's things. weird how satisfying it is. Mm. And then it's weird. Oh, never mind. Is it? I, well, no, no, I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to what I wanted to talk about, high school. <clears throat> I went from, I'd been in the public school the whole time I was in Georgia. Mm-hmm. When I was a little, little kid in St. Louis, I was in, like, a private Catholic school. Uh, but I was only until like second grade. So second grade through eighth grade, I was in the public school, like more or less brought up in my more formative years. And then did you go to Catholic high school? And then I went to Catholic high school. Okay. It was so funny to go from one environment, like one one polar extreme, to the other. So Catholic school, to public like school. That. I went not to even pri- not even the first time. The first time wasn't like it was. You're in second grade, like. you're you're not doing anything. I went to private school to public school in the sixth but grade, and I remember it being a little bit weird. Grade was a di- was different. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure it was different at the public school that I went to, and I did not go to like some hard school. This was Jackson Elementary School, right down the street from my house. Gwinnett County Schools, good school. People would get in fights all the time. They would have to send us home because there was like a brawl in the lunchroom. <laughs> Crazy shit would happen. And then I, I do remember, remember like, like when I went to public school, like I, <laughs> I would see stuff, and I was just like, I, like I remember, I remember going to like, and you know, I don't know if it was just a timing thing or like whatever, but I remember like being at my elementary school, which like through sixth grade, which was private, and then getting to public school, and then like having to go to sex ed and being like, what the fuck is this about, kind of thing, and then like did because, you call it health class? I, I think so. Yeah. But anyways, but it Dude, was we like, had the sorry. But it was just anatomical. We had the thing. hottest health teacher. Really? She was the cheerleading coach. Her name was Miss Brown. Whew. She was single and she was hot. She sounds and hot. she would wear short shorts <laughs> every day because she was also the gym teacher. All the gym teachers were the ones that taught the health classes. But I guess what I was getting at is that like, Ooh, boy, did we pay attention to her sex ed lessons? Oh man. But what I was getting at is that Sorry. like, I just had to reminisce. In my before. like, in my like sex ed classes, like. She's probably still hot. I feel like I learned. I learned like, I learned like anatomy basically. 
And, like, I feel like I didn't know, like, what sex was or, like, why I was attracted to a woman until after that. And I was like, wait, 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 you do the insertion motion? Like, what was that about kind of thing? Like, I didn't know shit about that until way after the fact that I took sex ed. And I've always found that really weird. They were not like, this is how you make a baby. They were, or like, this is like, you know, feels good or whatever. I do remember, like, one, I remember one of my... One <laughs> I don't of, know that anyone ever said, this feels good. If yeah. the hot cheerleading coach, who was our health teacher, would have said, let me show you, or let me explain to you what it feels like, our heads would have exploded. Yeah. So I don't know that that was ever said. We did talk, we talked about, I remember in sixth grade, having my first health class, and they taught us about how to use a condom. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say, is that I distinctly remember, I distinctly <laughs> I was remember, like, I was like, what the fuck are you I talking about? I distinctly remember this class where this PE coach, and this course is a fucking PE coach, where he was, like, talking about, um, he's talking about, like, STDs, before they were called STIs. And right. then he was like, he was like, man, you need to wear condoms to protect yourself from STDs. And then, like, first of all, I was like, what the fuck's a condom? And then second of all, he was like, now, and even then, like, you should just abstain. Because that was, like, the thing of the line. And it was like, why do, you, why do we abstain? He's like, does a condom cover, like, a whole penis? And I was like, dude, I'm still on what's a condom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was like, back up. Like, <laughs> you tell me. And then he's like, no, it doesn't. And I was like, but, and, like, other guys in my class are like, no. And I was like, what? what like you guys are on page 200 and i'm back on here on page 12 like <laughs> like i distinctly remember that in my class or did in my get, middle school years did you get a talk from your parents did you get a sex talk not formally that i remember i think i got some sort of talk from my dad of like you know treat women respectfully and like all this <laughs> stuff and like you know yeah like be safe kind of thing like don't do anything I wouldn't do kind of talk but it was never like a birds and the bees kind of talk yeah I never got one from my parents I was going to say maybe they had it and I forgot I would come home from school and be like I learned a lot in health class today my mom would be like oh yeah and I would (laughs) like explain what I learned and she would just kind of like nod her head and be like yep that's pretty much much it you got it (laughs) (laughs) I was like okay cool (laughs) So I never really, I never really had any questions. Going? I feel like we've been talking for a while. It was at thirty-five minutes. So it was like 10, 15 minutes ago. Let's see, forty-six minutes. Okay, we got a little bit of time. Is there anything on your mind you want to get off your chest? No, I mean I feel like this is a good conversation vein of the sex ed. Because it's it's so funny that sex ed is a thing. Well, it's it's odd too because I, I feel like, with the. Uh, I don't know, sexually progressive, like, environment that we live in these days, like, younger and younger kids are having sex, and, like, younger and younger kids, like, know what sex is kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, like kids are, like, I feel like I hear stories of, like, kids having sex that are, like, the age that I was, like, before I even had the question of, like, what's a condom? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's baffling to me. Wait, so did you go to public high school? Mm-hmm. So I, I switched from private to public Cause like I remember, for the start of sixth grade. Uh-huh. It's six, six, seven, eight public, and then all through high school public. Okay, because I remember going from public where we, from sixth grade to eighth grade, so again, 12 to 14, we had health class every year, and every year we had an entire like month of just sex ed. 
like every fucking year, like clockwork. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew it was coming. No pun intended. <laughs> I mean, we had the same thing. And then when I went Sometimes to... Sometimes it surprised you, though. Shut I you. went to... Pre- I was always like, <laughs> God damn, already? <laughs> um, but then when I went to private school, they were like, don't even bring up the subject. We are not talking about it. And everybody was like, I, we're already fucking. Like, we need to talk about this. <laughs> like, I don't know what a fucking fantasy world you live in, but, uh, like, I have questions that need to be answered. Like, we're getting to the point, you're 16, 17, you're like, mm-hmm. someone tell me something. Don't just tell me, don't do it, because you'll go to hell and, and burn. It's like, see, I, I, was, I see, don't want to hear that. See, what was, drilled into my, <laughs> what was drilled into my brain in public school is don't do it or you'll get an STD and die, or your dick will fall off. That only scares you until you have friends who are like, yeah, I've had sex a bunch of times, never had an STD. And you're like, well, it's... For the longest time, I thought dudes couldn't get STDs because <laughs> nobody I knew got them. <laughs> I've never... And then people started getting I guess I've, I guess I've, like, I've known a couple of people that I've heard that have had, like, chlamydia or, like, what was the other, was the other bacteria one, like, syphilis or something like that? Or Syphilis you get... Chlamydia, the curable, the curable ones, basically. the ones that just a penicillin shot, yeah, and some antibiotics, and they. Send I know some friends that have had that. The herp is a problem. I've never known anybody who's got it. Mm-mm, I haven't either. Um, I've, but yeah, I've done like the. Uh, I feel like I've had friends that have had the curable ones, and then I've heard of a friend that had AIDS, but that's it. Full blown. I think so. Oh wow. I've never known anybody who has AIDS. Was he a friend of a friend? Like, I didn't know. Dude, I had a... There was a girl in our class, 6th or 7th grade. And she had sickle cell anemia. Oh, that shit's scary. You can bleed out real quick. Yeah, I think they specifically, like, had to lecture us about it because she was... her name. She was cool. Her name was Sydney. I still remember her. I'll probably never forget her. But if she got, like, a scrape, it was a big deal. I think that's why we had to talk about it. Because she was, like, a tomboy. So she would, like, play football with us and shit. Mm-hmm. And smear the queer. And basketball. And we'd be, like, roughing each other up. I remember playing smear the queer. <laughs> Can't say that anymore. <laughs> um, and, like, we would play all those games and she would play with us. She was this black girl. She's kind of hood, honestly, for my part of town. But whatever. <laughs> she was cool. Um... And I think that's why they had to lecture us, because I guess she must have, like, maybe fell down, got a cut, and it was, like, a big problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they were like, you guys need to know about this. Like, I don't know if you've ever come into contact with anybody who has had this before, but this is an issue. And they talked about it. It is almost like, to this day, I can't break. Like, I can't unlearn this. To Mm -hmm. me all black people have like the likelihood of getting like that was the way it was presented to me was every black person ever that you'll ever has meet sickle cell anemia not has it but is like more prone to it yeah perhaps that is based on like I don't know blood types and whatever. and I'm sure it is 
but the whole rest of my life, do you know how many people I've come into contact with who have sickle cell anemia? Zero. Zero. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the way they they presented the information to a bunch of sick people. Was it was like 20% was of like, people? Yeah, it was like a shitload of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every fifth black person you yeah. is, is like, you need to be Like, you need to ask people, like, do you have it, like, before we play basketball right now? Like, <laughs> imagine how fucking offensive that would be if you just, like, went to some gym and started to play a pickup game. There was some black dude, and you're like, hey, man, I just want to make sure you don't have sickle cell anemia and you're like you. yeah before i fucking file the shit out of you yeah. <laughs> like that would be crazy but that was i still remember be, i remember thinking that and then like the internet came around and like a google later i was like oh my god there's i will never meet another person who has this <laughs> like statistically like it's so funny mm. Do you remember when you were in high school, did you have English teachers who told you you cannot cite Wikipedia as a reference? It's yeah. completely unreliable, and yeah. now it is the largest, most reliable wealth of information that exists on planet Earth. On planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I remember that. And I remember I remember being like, you're just, like, you're, you're wrong about this. I remember, <laughs> I remember what I would do, because I was a good student. You go to the Wikipedia page, and then you go to the sources, and then you cite those. And then you click the link. Same fucking thing. Dude, I wrote every fucking research paper that way. But now you can cite Wikipedia, which is fantastic. Man. This fucking... How times have changed. Those goddamn... Those fucking Gen Xers. Those fucking boomers. Those Gen Zers. Who didn't trust technology. (laughs) They got it easy now. Yeah, you're welcome, assholes. If we would have gone by your plan, we wouldn't have stuck with it. Now there's fucking TV screens in your refrigerator. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. America. Is that a good place to stop? America? I had another question, but... What's up? Lay it on me. You got six minutes. Oh, this is a long question, though. It's just like... Maybe I can answer it quick. I'm it's smart. It's like... It's kind of what you're getting at that, like, you know, people had Wikipedia and this, like, wide variety of information, and then people, basically people don't take advantage of the information that they have at their fingertips. Do you think that there's, um, I guess, a higher proclivity for complacency or a less desire for knowledge or, like, a more focused vein of knowledge where people, you know, like, they only learn how to code a computer. They don't learn about world history kind of thing. Because I feel like when I interact with younger people or something, oftentimes I think they're pretty stupid. Or that they're narrow-minded. They don't know shit. Yeah. That's, but... When I was, what, 18 to 20, I also didn't know fucking shit. So... But I feel like when I was 18 to 20, I knew way more than, like, my sister and her friends know nowadays. And, like, my sister's smart. But I just, I remember, like, you know, asking her things that I knew when I was her age, and I still know today. And her not knowing the answers. And me just being like, this is kind of basic, like, history or something like that. Well, I don't know what they're teaching kids nowadays. This goes back to, like, Common Core and bullshit Mm -hmm. like that. But I guess the first part of your question was, like... Do I think there's... The second part was, do I think there's less of a desire for knowledge? I don't think so. I think everybody... I think everybody in... like The first part was, do I think that there's complacency with just... I guess not investigating, not 
caring just you know you hear something you accept it or you don't need to hear something I don't know okay I guess I'll start with the first one yeah yeah that's probably the more interesting one I think I got five minutes left I think that's a generational thing because when you read say, something you on the internet mm-hmm. do you take it as gospel or did you go who fucking wrote it where did it come from you start asking questions you dig a little bit you get an answer I would say probably when I was younger I probably took it as gospel in the last three four years now I I really dig when I see anything how many people do you think 50 and older look at something they read on the internet and go where did it come from who wrote it what's the context ask any of those questions there is literally I think there's literally something about reading something in print that older generations just assume it must be true because it's written down and published by someone somewhere. It's like they don't understand that fucking I could start a newspaper online and put out whatever the fuck I wanted. Well, because they're used to the you're saying because they're used to the New York Times as like yes, being the as being truth. reputable. Yeah, it yeah. being like whatever is Which written is a sad down. Conversation. Whatever New York Times you is bullshit. Now. Well, they're all bullshit <laughs> in a certain way, but that's that is another topic for another day. But I think. I think older generations are still stuck in... They were raised to be, like pretty much to believe that to be true. And for the longest time, it more or less was. Until the advent of the internet, where everybody had a voice. And mm-hmm. now everybody could say, I'm the arbiter of truth. What I say is gospel. And then it is up to the consumer to decide whether or not that is true. Based on whatever criteria you determine to be acceptable for you which i think is the problem because there's no like the the concept of objective truth in news today is gone i was about to say that i think that um we have a high i don't know favoritism towards believing what is convenient when is when it is convenient not a uh, consistency of i don't know a realistic fact, a fact. yeah a consistency yeah. of reality basically right. like you know this is this this is this this is this right. always right and i feel like that we, that's why i get like the wall street journal for but like i feel like what it takes news, is you being proof. al jazeera bbc like i get my news from outside america reuters from mm-hmm. germany but i feel like it's that you know people they won't do that like your your point was like people over 50 I think it's everybody until they experience being wrong. Maybe. Maybe. That's that may be true. You know. You're sixteen years old, you grew up with an iPhone, everything you see is in hundred characters or less. But okay, and that's also true, but I will say I think things like Wikipedia and iPhones and smartphones in general, I think have allowed people when's the last time you had a thought, you wondered it, you had a question. And, and you didn't whip it. out your phone and get an answer immediately. I couldn't there answer was, immediately. Yeah. There was generations upon generations upon generations, hundreds of years, thousands of years, we had to go where dig. people, if you wanted an answer bad enough, you had to go track it down. Now, you just whip out your phone, ask a question to Google, and you get a fucking answer in 10 seconds. Like, the amount of knowledge at your fingertips is insane. It's unparalleled to any other time in human history. And I think that And I think people, I think, you don't need to know much. Because there's so much available for you as a resource. I agree with that on 
like scientific fact. I think that where it gets convoluted is in terms of values and morality is like, yeah, you know, that's not scientific. You have to kind right. of figure that out and you have right. to decide what you believe, what you don't. And people don't do that these days. They read the first headline and they stick to it. Yeah. Versus to, like, versus like, you know, we all know that two plus two is four. Right. But like, we don't all necessarily believe that like Jesus existed, for right. example. And like what that means for your life. Free will. How about it? How about it? Yeah, I think a good that's place a good place to rest. Yeah. <laughs>